Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today we're joined by pharmacist Sherry Garvin from the Compounding Centre in Leesburg, Virginia. Thank you for joining us today, Sherry. Oh, thank you, Linda, for having me. It's always a pleasure. So can you tell us what's been happening in your pharmacy? Sure, yeah. Um, I guess the, the latest related to naltrexone or low-dose naltrexone is, you know, we gave a lot of thought to what causes problems for patients taking low-dose naltrexone or really any chronic medication that they have to stay on long-term. And the biggest thing that sort of jumped out at us was compliance. Um, you know, making sure that the patient understands the importance of taking it daily, that the patient can take it daily. And starting to drill down into that, we unpacked a few things that seemed to be important to patients. You know, one um, specific to LDN was getting that dose right. So the, the tapering up to find that magical dose, but not having so much that you start getting side effects. So finding the right dose was important. Um, having the therapy be affordable was important. And um, convenience and sort of being easy to take were other things that patients would give us a lot of feedback on. So from there, you know, we, um, as compounding pharmacists, we like to think of ourselves as troubleshooters. So, so from there, we take that and sort of say, okay, well, how can we help our patients make sure that they are compliant on this therapy? And um, we ended up developing what we call a flex dose tablet. So we have uh, LDN flex dose tabs, and it allows the patient to um, taper their dose very easily without having to purchase multiple different strengths. So they can get one tablet that is um, scored four ways. It's very easy. You literally just touch on it um, and it'll snap in half and you pr press down again, it'll snap into quarters so that the doctor and the patient can work together to make sure that they're finding that, as I said, magical dose, but um, not so much that they're getting side effects. So it does allow some flexibility for the patient to go up or down. Um, and again, without them having to purchase multiple different strengths, hopefully they're therefore making it affordable. The other piece of that is um, realizing, and I know a lot of pharmacies do this, but realizing that our patients need convenience. They don't want to remember, oh, it's time to call and get my prescription refilled or um, even realizing, uh-oh, I'm out of pills and I don't have any refills, you know, and then that gap in, in therapy happens. So we instituted an, what we call an auto refill program and the patients can self-enroll. It's not automatic, they, they choose to enroll or not. And we will reach out to them about a week to 10 days before their medication is due to run out and say, hey, we're gonna get this ready for you. We're gonna go ahead and ship it out to you. Let us know if there's been any changes. And we've had tremendous feedback from that. Um, it's just one less thing they have to think about in their lives. Um, so that's kind of the latest thing for us is the, the um, LDN Flexdose tablets and the, the auto refill program that goes along with it. Um, and yeah, other than that, just sort of bouncing back from 
COVID related things and, um, you know, being thankful that we don't have people lined up out front waiting for a shipment of masks. It was mm -hmm. such a crazy time. So it feels a little bit more normal in here now. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you collate your patient feedback, what has been the experience with side effects? What side effects have been reported to you if the dose has been too high initially? The biggest complaint we get is um, sleep disturbance of some sort. They might say that um, they can't fall asleep or that they're having such vivid dreams that they don't feel like they're getting quality sleep. And oftentimes the physician will just recommend that they either switch the dose to the morning or that they back down a notch on their dose to see if that fixes the problem. Um, occasionally we'll get a person tell us they'll have some GI side effects but not very often. This drug is so well tolerated compared to other things on the market. It's, it's, we, we really don't get a lot of complaints about side effects, mm -hmm. thankfully. And what about feedback of good results? How long does it normally take a patient before they can say, you know, I, I noticed that it's working for me? Yes, usually, you know, I sometimes will have a patient tell me, two to three weeks, they'll start to notice some effects, but usually it's around two to three months that they'll say, hmm, you know, looking back, I realize my joints aren't as swollen or stiff, um, or I am getting, um, you know, better rest. I can exercise a little bit more uh, than I used to be able to. And, you know, I'm a big fan of, of um, symptom diary, for lack of a better term to call it. Um, because a lot of times the changes are not miraculous, but when they start really documenting how they're feeling each day and even putting a number to it, you know, scale of one to 10, how's my pain today? Scale of one to 10, how's my energy level today? It really gives you a little bit more information to compare uh, today from two months ago, instead of just saying, I'm not sure this is working. The other thing that we sometimes see happen is they'll think, oh, this drug's not doing too much and they'll stop taking it. Then that's when they realize, oh, wow, it really was helping me. I just wasn't tuned into how much I had improved. So that, that's the other thing that we hear occasionally. And what do you say to patients when they ask, you know, I don't think it's working for me. How long should I take it before I stop and say it's not for me? We usually try to talk to them about their dose and just ask, you know, where are they? What have they done? Did they taper up? Are they, are they too high? You know, it, it seemed like everybody was going for that 4.5 milligrams per day for the longest time. And I think now prescribers really do realize there's a, there's a, um, a, a milligram that works for everyone and it's not all 4.5 milligrams. So have they overshot uh, the, the dose that is needed for their condition? So we usually start there and talk to them about you know, what dose are you on? What dose have you tried? How quickly did you go to this dose? Those sorts of things. But we, we do try to encourage them to at least give it a four to six month trial before they say, you know, this drug has, hasn't helped. Because we don't want them to abandon therapy too quickly. Mm -hmm. We did a survey uh, several years ago now, and we found that LDN did something for most people, even if it was stopping the progression. If they were having a rapid progression, it halted that. 
the, there were a few patients that it had halted the progression, but it hadn't actually helped with any symptom relief. And then in between 15 and 18 months, when you would think they were, wouldn't notice anything else, they then started getting symptom relief. So that was quite wow. an unusual thing. So we actually say a lot longer than you, you know, if you're okay taking it and you can afford to take it, we would always say, take it, you know, for like 18 months before you give up. And exactly what you were saying when people say, no, definitely not working for me. No, I'm going to stop. Within two or three months, they want to get back on it again because they had forgotten just how ill they Bad. felt previously. <laughs> yes. previously. Yes, yes, that's um, always a thing, isn't it? So in your practice, what would you say at the moment is the main condition that you're using LDN for? say the main condition would be um, the, the sort of the grouping, and I don't mean to say they're the exact same thing, but the grouping of either chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia seems to be the biggest. Um, but we do have a lot of patients who have um, various autoimmune conditions, whether that be rheumatoid or psoriatic arthritis, um, you know, things along those lines, um, irritable bowel, Crohn's, um, so there's that, that group of people as well would probably be the next biggest category if I could put them in a group. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's amazing and what we hear people using it for. Always seems to be some, some new thing, although probably if you drill down to it, a lot of what we hear complaints about are somehow connected to either autoimmune or some kind of chronic inflammatory cause. Mm -hmm. And the patients with CFS, ME, fibromyalgia are usually the patients that have ultra sensitivity to drugs, any drugs, and especially, you know, LDN. So usually in my experience, those people don't even start on 0.5. They quite often have to start even lower and have, you know, titrate it slowly and their system get used to it. Is that what you found in the pharmacy? Yes, yes. And a lot of times these patients also come to us with um, other sensitivities that make them very concerned about the medication. So um, one of the things that we like to make sure is, we, we call it, we, we keep it simple, you know, make sure that the, the tablet is as clean as it can be with no allergens in it, no fillers that would cause any sensitivities. Um, because we do see that a lot with, with our patients. They, they have a lot of sensitivities. So yes, very low dose, ultra low dose, if you want to call it that, uh, and a slow taper. That's the other thing. You know, a lot of times, especially more at the beginning when we were beginning to use this years ago, um, we would see where the prescription would be written you know, take one dose for a week and then increase for a week and then increase for a week. And we typically go a little bit longer, a little bit slower taper, if you will. Mm -hmm. So in, in your pharmacy, you were saying about being careful of fillers, et cetera. What different dosage forms do you compound? We do a liquid dosage form for patients that um, need a very low dose. Um, it can be done as a drop under the tongue is what we normally recommend. 
then we have um, immediate release tablets. We have um, immediate release flex dose tablets that I described earlier that can be broken into quarters. And we do also do capsules. Um, we still have some, some call for capsules. There are patients who, for whatever reason, don't like the tablets. And they're all, the, the oral dosage forms are fairly small. The tablets are approximately the size of a, a mini M&M. And the capsules are about that size around, but maybe a quarter of an inch long. So uh, we try to keep them small also, because we do have patients that will complain of trouble swallowing. Mm -hmm. You do a cream or um, topical oh, sorry. lotion? sorry, I, I missed that. <laughs> yes, our derm patients, we do topicals. Um, we do topicals for different skin conditions. The other thing that we have recently been requested uh, to make is topical formulations for um, veterinary patients. So we will have not so much cats because they just lick everywhere, um, but dogs, if they have different, you know, um, dermatitis or allergic reactions, we have found that topical LDN is very helpful. Um, we also had a request for a vaginal product, LDN vaginal product, only once, um, but we have done that as well. What about eye drops and nasal spray? We haven't done that. I have not had a, a request for that. Um, nasal, we do a lot of different nasal sprays, but we, I, we have not done the naltrexone in a nasal spray to my knowledge. Eye drops get a little bit tricky in the US because of our regulations. Oftentimes when you're making a sterile product, um, which an eye drop would be a sterile product, the expiration dates are so short that it makes it almost um, impossible to be a reasonable therapy. You know, you can't have the patient come back every three days for a new bottle of eye drops. Um, so without, you know, a bunch of stability studies, which then shoots the cost of the preparation up so much, the patient can't afford it. So eye drops do get a little sticky, um, in terms of more, nothing having to do with the, the ingredient more to do with the regulations. Mm -hmm. Because, um, there are pharmacies that do eye drops for dry eye and, you know, Shogun syndrome, but I've also been told that the nasal spray helps with dry eye as well. So uh, that is a very interesting concept because, you know, there's just been a drug released uh, on, the, on the commercial market in the U.S. that is a nasal spray. Its indication is for dry eye. So um, very interesting thought. Yeah, we may have to talk to some of our ophthalmologists around the area um, because we do, we do have a lot of dry, well, a lot of dry eye. All of us are in front of our computers way too long now, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially the last couple of years. So dry eye has really gone through the roof. Um, excellent tip. I'm going to, I'm going to take that and talk to a couple of our ophthalmologists around the area. Well, let me know how it gets on. I, I will too have think dry, dry eye. Um, and I might have to have eye surgery, which is scaring me, but I would love to get hold of some, um, nasal spray. So next time I'm in the US, <clears throat> I'll probably visit a doctor and see if I can have a prescription for, for dry eye. That would be yeah, quite good. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a very trial. interesting thought. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So even though it's not actually directly in your eye, when you squirt it up your nasal passage, of course, it's getting up into the inside, isn't it? So it makes sense to me that it would potentially work quite well. Yes, yes, yep, that does make sense. 
Well, it's been wonderful speaking with you today, Sherry, and uh, I can't wait till next time. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day and I appreciate uh, being able to catch up with you. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.